Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. The exercise and everything. It was good, though. I enjoyed myself. I had a great time and uh, looking forward to doing that again. Uh, for, you know, you, know, you got you to, sometimes you just got to hang on to people's coattails. You know what I'm saying? They get you where you got to go. You know, talking about singles ministry, that was a single young man. When I was married, I had a single friend. You know, he was, he was a, a fireball. He was on fire for God. And I was married uh, at the time, which wasn't a bad thing. It was a great thing. But, but uh, being married, you know, um, and being single, it's two different things. And so, you know, being single, you know, pretty much go where you want to go, do what you want to do, you know, I mean, within reason of godliness. But this single young man, because he was, you know, he's the one that really, you know, uh, got me in the 5 a.m. prayer. And so I was holding on to his coattail, you know, pretty much. How you doing, brother? Man, since you're looking at me. Hey, man, good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, you know, um, I was holding on to his coattail, him being single, you know, because I had responsibility. I had things going on. He didn't have no kids. He didn't have no wife. And so I was trying to keep up with him. And he kept me on fire as a married man. He kept me on fire because of him, him, stay, him staying on fire kept me on fire, kept me in prayer, kept me going out witnessing. You understand? I was just following him. I didn't know what to do. He was, you know, I, just, I was just following him. Single ministry is important. Being a single person is important. Don't neglect your singlehood trying to get married. Because some people, uh-oh, that's why your marriage like it is. Because you ain't learn how to be by yourself. You ain't learn how to be you and God because you and God never got straight and then you hooked up. So we great we to start this single ministry, amen, and, and you, you need to be involved in the single ministry. Those who are, let me, let me qualify single so everybody know who's single. Single, you're single if you don't have a ring. Married, because that, that, married people have rings, we have covenant. Amen. If you don't have a wedding date, you're single. Just because you dating, you still, you ain't taken. You ain't off the market yet. That brother may not even be your husband. That sister may not even be your wife. No, go to singles ministry. Learn how to be single with God and learn your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Because you're no good to nobody if you ain't good to him. How you don't have a relationship with God and think you need a wife? Man, you need to get your hands off that woman. You don't know what to do with her. You don't qualify. You don't know the Lord. You don't need a wife. Messing up people's destinies. Holding up folks. Oh, my goodness. Let me move on. Let me just, let me, let me just teach what I'm supposed to teach. Crystal, you got that. Crystal, like, give me some more. But no, yeah, let me leave it. Crystal got something for y'all in January. Sign up after church today. Sign up, amen? All right, all right, all right, all right. Look, so my objective has been in this series. I'm closing out today. My objective has been in this series is to teach biblical principles about giving. I assured you and share with you that if it's not in the word of God, you, have, you don't have to do it. And so I qualified it. We talked about tithing. We talked about offering. We showed you these principles in the word of God. We showed you why you should give. We don't want you at Kingdom Life just doing things because everybody else is doing it. We're going to show you in the word of God why you're doing what you're doing. Not I'm just doing it. We want to give you understanding because the Bible talks about that in the book of Proverbs. We don't want to just get wisdom. We want to get understanding. We need to get some understanding because understanding will support our wisdom. You understand? Give us something to stand on, you know, which supports the wisdom that you have. Without understanding, you have no support. And that's why knowledge can just puff up, you know, because there's no wisdom or there's no understanding to hold up that knowledge. And so it just gets prideful. Amen? Yeah, so God's, God wants us free from a poverty mindset. God wants us free from a poverty mindset. Mindset. Come on, say this with me again. Say, I don't live, I don't live a, normal life. a normal life. I don't live, I don't live a mediocre life, life or average life. Average. Nothing about me about is average, average or, normal or normal or mediocre. Or mediocre. I live above average. Live above. Come on now. I'm above, I'm above. Not, beneath. not beneath. 
You believe that? Come on, get excited about that. Because I know I do. I'm above only. I'm never belief. You know, we share with you that the struggle to give, it starts in your heart. Hey, daughter. It starts in your heart. It starts in your heart. Not in your checking account, not in your pocketbook, not when you get your check. It starts in your heart. Giving starts in your heart. A lot of things that we do starts in our heart. Everything that we do in the kingdom, you know, is a reflection of what's in our heart. And God wants to deal with our heart. That's why, you know, that's the first, one of the first things the Lord wants to deal with when we come into the kingdom of God is to get our heart right. Man, I thank God that my heart is right. So grateful that my heart is right, man, that, that my heart is in, in order. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to scheme and lie and trick people and be all, you know, just selfish and all and rude and just, just, you know, your heart is right. You know, you genuinely care about people, genuinely love people. Even those you don't even know, you have a genuine love because the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to love. It's shed abroad in our heart by Holy Spirit. This is how we know that you're a Christian, the Bible says, because the love we have, what? One to another. Amen? Yeah. So what you hear, what you hear will affect your faith. How you hear will affect your harvest. What you hear will affect your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How you hear it will affect your harvest. It's important to, be, to listen and to pay attention because of those different grounds we talked about when the sower sows the word. Because I'm not sowing seed right now, financial seeds. I'm sowing the word. I'm scattering seed right now. And, and the heart is not my heart, it's yours. You understand? It's, when I sow the word of God, I'm sowing it on somebody else's heart. When I sow a seed, it's based on my heart. Y'all get that? You got that? Okay. Right. So I'm scattering seed this morning, and you're qualifying yourself based on how you receive it. Your harvest is contingent upon how you receive the word, whether it's on good ground, stony ground, you know, all types of grounds, because qualifies how you receive the word, which determines your harvest. Amen? So let's look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21. The Bible says, for where your treasure is, for where your treasure is, there, there your heart will be, where? Where your treasure is, what you treasure, your heart is going to follow. What you treasure in life, your heart is going to follow. What you treasure in life, your heart is going to follow. Praise God. This is a great principle. This is why your treasure must be for the kingdom. We need your heart in the things of God. We need your heart in the kingdom. We need your treasure to be in the kingdom of God because in the kingdom is where people's lives are being changed. It's where transformation is happening, where change is happening, where people's lives are being restored. Their lives are being given back to them. Before we were to walk in dead, when they come into the kingdom, God is giving them their life back. Don't you want people to have their life? Yeah. 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 So our heart must be for the things of God. Your heart must be loyal and undivided towards God. Undivided towards the things of God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. You know, I love these phrases and things I've shared over these, these past uh, seven weeks, six weeks. Amen. Every seed you sow has a harvest already built in. Man, I'm telling you, every time you plant a seed, and then when you plant a financial seed, and I know that if you have not heard the whole series, don't throw stones or rocks at me yet. Because I'm talking about sowing a financial seed, and I may say, like, the financial seed is a wild card. Oh, there it is. He, he's one of those prosperity teachers, preachers, whatever. No, well, I, I don't classify myself as that. I teach the Bible. Now, if the Bible talk about me being broke, you understand? You understand? Living uh, beneath, struggling, be being in poverty. You know, the Bible said Jesus even became poor that we could become There are more scriptures in the Bible related to finance and money than anything else. So let's just get over the fact that God, that God doesn't want you to have money. He does want you to have money. 
you just got to be able to sit up under a teacher to explain this to you without arrogance or pride, you understand, or making you feel like you, you don't got nothing and I got everything, you know what I'm saying? So, so I hope I've done a great job so far, you understand, of rightly dividing the word and not acting like you're beneath me, but, but, but doing my assignment according to Ephesians 4 and 11 is to empower you, to train you, to equip you. Because Jeremiah said, we look at Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 4, Jeremiah said, you should not fear anything or be in lack when you got pastors. When you have shepherds in your life who's going to feed you according to Jeremiah 3.15 with knowledge and understanding, you shouldn't lack anything and you should not be afraid of anything. Why are you in fear and you got a pastor? Why are you lacking and you have pastors? You have shepherds in your life. It could be that you're not connected. Yeah, I go to church. I'm not talking about the building. Are you connected to the pastors? I'm here every week, but are you connected? Every seed has instructions. Look, every time we open up something, build something, there's instructions. So it's already showing us there's an end result. Every seed you sow has instructions. Every seed you sow has, a, has an end result. Every seed has an assignment. Every seed has an assignment. Every seed has a starting place. Every time I sow a seed, I'm speaking to that seed. I'm saying what I want that harvest to be. I've seen over the years where my wife and I, we've sown for salvation in our family and our loved ones. We've sown a seed for people's health. We've sown a seed for financial breakthrough. Look, you may not believe in it, but that's what separates you from believers and those that believe or don't believe. You understand? Non-believers don't believe. We believe the Bible. If I can see it in the word of God, I can have it. If it's not here, I can't have it. But if it's in the word of God, I am privy to it, and so are you. As a kingdom citizen and an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, you're the seed of Abraham. And the Bible says Abraham was very rich. You mean to tell me I got a great, 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 great uncle that was rich and nobody never told me? No, it's not just he's rich. The covenant promise is that everybody connected to the lineage should be rich. Your inheritance is wealth and riches. The Bible says it should be in your house. I think that's Psalms 112 and 3. It should be in your house. You said it, I believe it. Because see, you can say some things, but then if I don't believe it, then I, don't, then I won't receive what I'm saying. This is not the grab it, blab it, jab it, say it, claim it, whatever, whatever. No, 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 no. This is none of that. This is properly teaching the word of God, getting understanding, and then operating with, and with the principles of saying. Because there's no need for us to be here trying to get something done with a broke poverty mindset. Well, you're just thinking about those that's in your house. No, God wants to bless you a seedly abundantly above. So not only can we take care of what's in your house, but that you'll be able to supply somebody else's house. All the preachers or teachers or people that preach against money, then at the next breath asking for money. I need y'all to support this project. You well, dang, only you told us that money is the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when you preach hate against money so much, it makes people think that money is evil. Money is so evil. And then on the other hand, you're saying we need it because we're trying to do this feeding program. Like we do Project Good. We're feeding these kids. We pay $500 a month for this feeding program. Been, been doing it with their support and without it. We've been doing it. So we can't teach that money is bad but then have a need for it. Right? So I'm trying, what I'm doing is teach you the word of God to elevate your faith so you can get money God's way. And so you can do what the principle of the world is saying do so you don't have to live and be up under this system that's in the world. 
If you if you are sowing investing in stocks, amen, and not in the kingdom, something's wrong with you. As a believer, you have a 401k, 403b, and you don't sow into the kingdom of God, then you invest, man, what? The greatest investment is in the kingdom. You get a 30, 60, or 100-fold return. You can't get that in the world. And if God don't give it to you, that means the Bible is not true. And if it's not true, then why are we having church? It's raining. We could have still been up in the bed snuggling. Why are we getting out here doing all this, setting up all this stuff in the Bible, not true? If one part of it is a lie, it's all a lie. It cannot, you cannot contradict yourself in this Bible and expect me to live by it. Either you're all true or you're all a lie. I'm not following you. You're going to be lying to me every now and then. Who's who going to follow somebody like that? Every other day you lying to me. Man, look, I don't even want you in my life. You know what I'm saying? Stop lying. Like, stop lying. You know God don't like liars. He said the devil is the father of lies. Move on, Pastor. Verse 7. Look, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this. Giving grows out of the heart. For we know that God loves a what? Cheerful giver. Verse 8 says God is ready. This is for the cheerful givers. God is ready to overwhelm you with more blessings than you could ever imagine so that you would always be taken care of in every way and you will have more than enough to share. More than enough to share. Do not allow people to rob you of these principles. Do not allow others, unhappy others, to rob you of these principles that are in the word of God. We must protect our seed because everyone is after it. Look, our financial seed and our natural seed. Yeah. Yeah, your children, you, that, that's, that's your seed too, right? Yeah, so they're not just after your financial seed, they're after your seed. Who is they, pastor? I'm talking about the ungodly authorities, the principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places is after your seed, your children, and your financial seed. Don't let the world rob you. You must protect your seed. Because everybody is after it. Don't allow store ads to rob you of your seed. I'm talking about your seed. Because, listen, not your seed. It can, it can get the, your other money, your fun money, your play money, your Christmas money, or whatever. Don't let it get your seed. Because your seed needs to go in the ground. And if you don't put it in the ground, you, don't have a, you can't expect a harvest. I'm trying to get you in a mindset to keep seed in the ground all the time. Because then you can have a continual harvest because you've planted a continual seed. But uh, every now and then seed gets in every now and then. Right. A once a year seed gets what? Right. So you can't be mad if the rest of the year is not fruitful for you. But I have a right to expect every time, I'm, every time I open my eyes. Because I'm sowing seed almost daily now. Look, we just, when we went to the Wolf House, went to the Wolf House on, what, Thanksgiving morning. We did a lot of stuff on that morning before I seen you. So I had to see y'all to run off all the stuff that I, you know, that waffle that I ate that morning. Before I got to y'all, tell you, I needed that exercise. Y'all helped me out too. Yeah, so before we left the Wolf House, you know, we blessed the servant, the server. You know, we gave her $30. You know, for, for her great deed. And then there was five others in there, and we gave each of them $20 as well. That didn't serve us. Just the rest of the servers that was in there. You know how happy they are when folk are handing them $2 and $3 tips? No, when we walk in, I give make room for us. Everybody, won't, we'll tell you what we're doing. They fighting and fight. All we do is stand up, and you understand? And they're going to figure out where we're going to sit. So they're going to clean our table real quick, and they're going to find out. <laughs> no, we got favor when we walk in the room. Because some is on our life, and people know it's on our life, and they respond to it. Your giving goes before you. Oh, my goodness. See, like Pastor said, it leaves your hand, but it never leaves your life. You should not be consuming more than you're sowing. 
You mean you got a $200 pair of sneakers on and you ain't invested or sold $200 to the kingdom? Man, you better take them sneakers back. All you got is wear and tear now. No harvest on that. Really? You don't have any seed in the ground, but you got on a $200 pair of sneakers? Boy, you better put that seed in the ground, look, to get sneakers and more. If that's what you believe in God for, then when I sow my seed, that's my expectation. Can I tell y'all some stuff that y'all could see? See, I don't think people believe like they like like they really supposed to believe. When I came in the kingdom of God, God does supernatural things. My wife and I, we've been through some struggles, and you know, we filed bankruptcies. We've um, um, we have we have repossessions. Praise God, Amen. You know, it's not you know. I mean, hey, I'm sure some of you all have as well. You know, if not, that's fine. I don't mind standing alone with this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I remember times where I didn't have money to get like a haircut or to go to, uh, you know, to, to buy a tie. I remember Father's Day, and I remember this woman of God, you know, we came out of prayer. It was Saturday morning prayer, and we were praying. And I remember coming out of prayer, and, uh, you know, in my mind, like, hey, God, I said, I can't, uh, you know, get a nice a tie or anything for Father's Day or, or um, you know, or, no, or, or get my haircut or anything. You know, at the time, I didn't understand the principle of sewing. But I did know God. And so then this woman of God, she pulled me to the side after prayer. Now, I haven't told her anything, but God is talking to her. And she tells me exactly what I said. She said, listen, take this money and go get your hair cut. Go and go get you a shirt and tie for Father's Day. And I said, the Lord loves you. And so right then and there, it shows me that God, number one, God is real. So I ain't, so, so God, God listening. He made the ears, he can hear, he, he see, he made the eyes, he's not blind. And he's, and he's a father, I mean, he's in our business. So when I sow a seed expecting a harvest, I'm not just doing something because everybody else is doing it. I'm doing it with revelation. See, people are inspired, but they don't have revelation, revealed knowledge that calls you to do something with understanding, which, which causes an expectation. Well, it's not right. You shouldn't expect nothing when you give. Then you shouldn't expect nothing when you pray. Why you expect God to cover your food when you pray grace over it, but I can't expect God to bless me if I do a principle? It's the same thing. Stop praying because he's not going to answer you. If he's not going to answer over here, why is he going to answer over there? Because both principles are in the word of God. You telling me I can't do something because you don't want me to do it. Well, if you don't want it, then just be okay with not wanting it. And leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to say it like the people in New York. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know why they say alone with the T on it. You understand? It's alone. No, I'm sorry. I ain't talking about nobody. I ain't talking about nobody. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, I feel like Paul in this scripture is trying to, trying to get something to us. It's like we say all the time, we're trying to get something to you. We're not trying to take something from you. As your pastors, we're not trying to take something from you. We're trying to get something to you. And if you get this principle, man, I'm telling you, you'll never be broke another day in your life. I'm not spending hundred and two hundred and thousand dollars on foods and trips, but not sewing. And I'm gonna travel, but I ain't gonna travel on my seed money. Listen to what I'm saying. You see how I'm, I'm setting it aside? I'm not traveling with my seed money. We, <laughs> you understand? I ain't traveling with my seed money. I ain't traveling with my seed money. I ain't eating with my seed money. My seed money is to sow. Have you seen farmers do anything other than sow the seeds that they have? You don't see them taking it to the store nowhere. You don't see them taking it all out of town. What they do with it? The only one thing you do with seed. You got to put it in the ground. You got to plant it. That's the only way to get a harvest. It has to go in the ground. I did, no, it has to go in the ground. You have to plant it. I mean, this, don't let me go over y'all heads with this. 
<laughs> Come on, Proverbs 10, 22. Come on, let's keep moving, y'all. I got my time is moving. Look good, though. Look, 10, 22. With 22 minutes left. All right. The blessing of the Lord. Don't play them numbers now. You know what I'm saying? The blessing of I used to play them numbers, boy. I'd be looking at stuff. Boy, I was a number. Of, I, boy, I was a professional number. Boy, I played some numbers. Yeah, I was a lottery. I won the lot. I did. Look, I was a real sinner, in case y'all ain't know. Some sinners, they so quiet, you don't even know they're a real sinner. No, I was a real sinner. I'm, I was a, one of those sinners for real. Like, I sinned. When I, <laughs> when I was practicing sin, I did it real good. And, you know, I was getting better, too. I thought I was. I thought I was getting better at it, but then, you know, it caught up. It catch up with you. That's all. It just catch up with you. You know, I had to submit to God one day, but I had to get it, I had to get it right. You know, it's been 27 years of walking with the Lord now. Look, 27 years of being drug free. 27 years about to be of being married next month. You know, something happened to that guy 27 years ago. Yeah, he got saved. Your track record should look the same. We should be able to see it. I'm saying it, look, with the bumps in the road and everything, it should still be progression. Why? Because the Lord ain't never changed. But what happens is we get in trouble and we leave God. The very one who's going to save us and keep us progressing, we walk away from him. Yeah, or we do some other stuff. I'm going to read that later. I'm going to show you some other stuff we do. The blessing of the Lord, it makes what? Truly rich, and he adds no sorrow. It says, neither does toiling increase it. Toiling don't even make you rich. Riches without God's blessing bring sorrow, painful toil, and even regrets. Even regrets. Man, I wish I should have, could have, would have, should have. Because I'm blessed, but the toil is painful. The sorrow, that's why people that has a lot of wealth, they still, if they're not connected to God, they still unhappy. How you unhappy with all that money? How are you unhappy with all that material blessing? How are you unhappy? Because the Bible says if, was, if you didn't get it God's way, it's going to bring sorrow with it. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be wealthy, but you're not going to be happy if you don't do it God's way. It's no happiness. It's a principle. You know, God knows what he's talking about, y'all. Right? Yeah. So the blessing of the Lord, look, he makes truly rich. You know, Babylon's job is to rob the church of resources. Babylon, the kingdom of Babylon, this Babylonian society is designed to rob the church of resources. You'd be surprised how many artists and entertainers and, and people started right here in the church. But then take their finances somewhere else outside of the kingdom of God. Don't tithe no more. Don't support the local church no more. They do good deeds, but they have left the local church. But guess where it all started? That's where the sorrow comes from. Because the Bible says the gift God gives you is without repentance. Like you can take that gift and do whatever you want to do with it. God says, I gave it to you. I'm not taking it back. But how you use it is going to be whether sorrow is going to follow you or blessing is going to follow you. Don't look at everything you're looking at. I've never been more grateful for someone or something in my life. When I was looking at this, I was just, just reflecting on just the Lord, his goodness and his mercy. And it's just, man, I have never been more grateful for someone in my entire life. Life, I am so grateful. In a time of Thanksgiving, you know, just reflecting, not over nothing he's done, just, just the act of saving me. You know, salvation put me on the map. Just being saved got the ball rolling for me and for you. And Because if you don't get saved, nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. If you don't have Christ in your life, Nothing else really matters. It really doesn't. 
Deuteronomy chapter 8. You know, uh, the Bible says, and, um, you know, we've quoted this, and, you know, there are so many other scriptures that I could have shared. I know I won't be able to get to all of them in this series, but um, I think it's, it's Luke 6, 38 says, Give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Men will give into your bosom. Principle. God showing us that when you give your offering, when you give your offering, that somebody's going to give back to you. Somebody's going to bless you. You have a right to have an expectancy when you are a giver. When you are a generous giver, you have a right. And that's what I talk about. You know, we, we talk to different people, and they talk to us, and they may have some troubles and things going on. I say, yes, you're a giver. You got a right just, just right there. I don't care what's going on in your life. Because you are a generous giver. Because there are some things that God, I mean, if you look through the Old Testament, I know this don't seem fair sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, you look through this Old Testament, you see every time, every time they went before the prophet, every time they went before the man of God, they bought a what? Offering. What'd you say you need again? They say, oh, we will. You say, pay me an offering, bro. Not that they needed anything. It wasn't even for them. It was for you. It was for the word that was in their belly that was locked in for you. But, you know, you get in here and, and folks start doing ungodly stuff with God's principles, you know, and it put a bad taste in people's mouth. I understand that. But don't throw everybody out. Amen? I'm trying to get something to you. I want you to be blessed prosperous, every need met, every bill paid. You don't owe no man anything but the debt of love. Deuteronomy 8, let's look at that. Verse 10 says this, says, after a meal satisfied, bless God, satisfied, bless God, your God, for the good land he has given you. Make sure you don't forget God, your God, by not keeping his commandments, his rules, and regulations that I command you today. Make sure that when you eat and are satisfied, build pleasant houses and settle in, see your herds and flocks flourish, more and more money coming in. Come on now, sound like some progression right there. Yeah, more and more money coming in. Watch your standard of living going up and up. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God, your God. And they're about to run down the things that God done for them back then. And then I want you to, when I'm reading this, I want you to think of the things he's done for you. Because, yes, we're talking about what he did for Moses, and we're about to run it down. But Moses not here. They gone. Moses, they're a great cloud of witnesses. They're watching over us. But you are here today. There are some things that you can put in this place of what God has done for you. God saved your marriage. He saved your children. God get blessed you. He get saved. Look, he healed your body. Come on, he restored your soul. Come on, got your mind in the right place. Got you out of debt. Glory to God. Bless you with a job. Gave you a car. You breathing this morning. Nothing else. You woke up today. Glory to God. There are some things you can thank God for that you can bless God for on this journey. Look, this is Moses' resume. What's yours? Because you can look back over your life. And you think things over. Come on now. You got to know. Yeah, you've been blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really. Really. You can look back and see how God has delivered you from this. How God saved you out of this trouble. How God paid this debt off for you. How God promoted you right there. How God increased you right there. How God moved you from here to there. And then you found out later for the reason why he did it. You can see God blessing you. You can see God saving you and delivering you and rescuing you from all your troubles, dangers seen, dangers unseen. You can see it. You can see it. That's what I was doing. Thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord. I, I, got, I, I got stopped right here myself. Thanking the Lord. 
thanking the Lord that I ain't got to be homeless no more. Thanking the Lord that I ain't got to be struck out on crack no more. Thanking the Lord that I ain't got to be in and out of the jails no more. Thanking the Lord for giving me a family and children and giving me people to be around, friends and loved ones. Just thanking the Lord for sparing my life so many times. Just thanking the Lord. Could have died in an accident, but you didn't. Could have died with this situation happened, but you didn't. God spared you. God kept you. God freed you. God delivered you. Not just you. He did it for your children. He did it for your grandchildren. He did it for your loved ones. Because he loves you so much. He loves you so much. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the highest praise. If you don't know what to say, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. When you didn't deserve it, he did it in a way. When you messed it up, he did it in a way. When it was your fault, he did it in a way. When you did it, he still got you out. He still freed you. He still blessed you. He still freed you. He still paid the debt. He still opened up the window. He still did it. Even though it was your fault, God still did it. God still did it. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful, saints. He's faithful. Even when we're not, he's faithful. He's faithful. Full of grace. Full of mercy. Full of grace. Full of mercy. Full of grace. Full of mercy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Just like the people of Israel, God will help you out. Talk about myself. He'll help you out, then you'll go get back in again. He'll help you out, then you'll go get back in again. Then he'll help you out, you'll go get back in again. Mercy. Grace. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. Loves us so much. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, Jesus. Just good, too good. 
more than good. good. Come on, come on, have a seat. Come on, have a seat. Come have a seat. That's the stuff that we need to do. Not just here, but that's the stuff we need to haul off and do right in the privacy of our home. Because what you just did right here is what I did when I was going through this message. I just had to pause, just like you paused, just like you paused. I had to pause and look over what God has done for me, how he saved me, how he raised me. I had to, I had to, I had to look at my own life. We have to look at our own life and understand what God is doing in this season and what he wants to do in your life. He didn't just save you for you. And he wants to do so much more through you. But you got to let him do it. He ain't got that shirt out yet. Won't you let him do it? I guess I'm making myself. Won't you let him do it? Because won't he do it? It's so popular. But yes, he will. There's, it's, God has never been the problem. We know what he's going to do, but what you going to do? You going to let him do what he needs to do in your life? When you going to let him do it? Won't you let him do it? Won't you let him do it? You're blocking the blessing, the increase, and everything God has for you. You're blocking it. There's no problem with God giving it to you. You're in the way. Your mindset is in the way. The way you think, the way you see things is in the way. You're pushing God off. God is saying, I could do so much more in your life. I could do so much more for you and your family, everybody around you, if you just let me. If you just let me do it. Just let me do it. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I'm letting you do what you want to do. Have your way in my life. I surrender all to you alone. Amen. Come on, give him praise for that. Hallelujah. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm glad we got, our, we got our stuff out the way so when we read Moses' resume, now we'll understand. You understand? Because so, he'll put ours out there. We, we know now what he's done for us. Praise God. So, so we're going to understand what God is saying even more now when he says, Listen, so he's, so he's telling him to watch your standard of living go, go going up and up. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and, the th and your things that you forget God, your God. The God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery. The God who led you through that huge and fearsome, fearsome wilderness, those desolate, arid badlands crawling with fiery snakes and scorpions. The God who gave you water gushing from hard rock. The God who gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never heard of in order to give you a taste of the hard life to test you so that you would be prepared to live well in the days ahead of you. Verse 17 says this, if you start thinking to yourselves, I did all of this and all by myself, I'm rich, it's all mine, well think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength. In other words, strength is the power. You heard it before. The power, the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. You know, when I read this scripture, the only reason you and I are blessed today is because of what he's, the covenant that he said to Abraham. 
you understand that being saved, you read, man, we can read the book of Galatians. I, if we can get to it, I, we can't get in it right now, y'all. But go to Galatians, read Galatians chapter 3. Man, it just, it just, it just lays it all out for you. Hey, man, I could, I can't, I can touch, let me just touch uh, 27 real quick, Galatians 3 and 27. Let me, let me see if I, if I can get something out of that real quick before I move on. Galatians chapter 3, let's see, let's see. Yeah, 327, for as many, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So when you go back to the, when you go back and look back, it talks about for verse 18 says, for if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. When we read all this down, us being in, in Christ connects us to Abraham. Us being in Christ connects us to Abraham. Us being, Abra us being Abraham's seed, the Bible says, according to promise. So because we're connected to Abraham, who God made very rich, very rich. He's the patriarch, the father of many nations. He made him very rich, so he spoke a promise over Abraham that his entire lineage would be blessed. Guess what? Us being saved, being born again, amen, being born again, being accepted into the things of God, we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, so we've been engrafted in or we've been adopted in to the, to the thing, to in, adopted into Christ, and so now we're part of the family. Now, whether you think we're already part of the family because we are the true Hebrew Israelites and all that kind of stuff, whatever you think about that, guess what? We still have a right to expect the covenant. I'm talking about the covenant. I ain't going to get into all that, that, that kind of stuff right now. But we still have a promise and a covenant from Abraham to today. This is the reason you are blessed. This is what he's saying. God said, I did this to confirm the covenant that I promised to your ancestor. This ain't about you. I gave you the power, the strength to get wealth, to produce some things because of my covenant. My covenant. Not your hands, not your wisdom, not your insight. Because of my covenant, I bless you. Because of my covenant, I gave you wealth. I gave you houses you didn't build. I gave you the land. I gave you these things because of my covenant with Abraham. That's why we have a right to expect certain things. We're Abraham's seed. We're Abraham's seed, y'all. You believe that? Yes. I know I do. John 10 and 10 says this. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. John 10 and 10 says, we know what the thief comes not except but to kill, to steal, and destroy. The thief has one assignment, one purpose in the earth, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the thief's assignment. The thief, Satan, the devil, the dragon, Beelzebub. He got a whole lot of names and a whole lot of folk that's working for him. You understand? But, but he has one assignment, kill, steal, destroy. That's it. Man, that, I mean, that's an easy assignment, ain't it? Think about how destructive we were, you know what I'm saying? How many, think about how many thieves in this room right now. Yeah, ex-thieves. My wife said ex-thieves. Come on now. Just, just thieving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was a thief, y'all. I'm going to tell you right now. I was a thief. I'm going to tell you right now. Look, steal, kill, and destroy. All this stuff you know, we was, we was not in the kingdom, amen. But then Jesus comes along. Oh, that's the devil. Jesus said, but I have come. Yeah, we know how he, why, what his purpose is. But Jesus said, now this is why I have come. I have come that they may have life. He could have stopped right there. Wouldn't life be good enough? I mean, you gave me life. Thank you, Jesus. I'm satisfied. You gave me life. But he didn't stop right there. He says, and that they, they who? Talking about us. The people that, he get, that we get connected to, the people that get saved, that come to his kingdom. It's not for everybody. It's for Christ. This, this is for those that get saved or born again, who belong to the Lord. And everybody don't belong to the Lord. Amen. Read John 1 and 12. All right. So, so I have come that they may have life and that they may have it. Have what? That life. What life? The life he gave you more abundantly. What? Now, what does that mean? What do you mean more abundantly? Why would... I'm satisfied with life. But he's not satisfied with just giving you life because he wants to give you so much more. That's why Ephesians 3 and 20 says, when you pray, as you say, look, I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. Why do you ask for that little bit? See, because you're thinking about your own need. You're just thinking about your own bills. You're not thinking about the neighbor's bills. You're not thinking about the person down the street you can pay. You're not thinking about this project, that project. Why are you asking for that little bit? 
But God, if you just give me $50 this week, I'm going to be all right. God, I'm like, what? $50? Then you're going to be coming back next week asking me for 50 more. Won't you just get 400 now? You know what I'm saying? You know what? Just, 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 just give him more than that. He's going to need some water next week. <laughs> no, Jesus came so that you can live a better life than you're living right now. A better life than you're living right now. Everything that we see, all the desires that we have, man, God gave them to us. We're his children. The world, the earth is the Lord's. This stuff is ours. It's ours, y'all. And he put these principles in the word of God, hid it from the world because the world can't understand that. They don't understand giving. Some of them have tapped into these principles of tithing. You know, the philanthropists and all that, they understand those principles. They have tapped into the principle of tithing. And the principle works for those who are saved and who are not saved. It's a principle. It's not just for us. God don't just rain on your house. Do he? I mean, they need rain too, y'all. They need sunlight as well, right? Not just us. He said he don't just water your grass. He watered theirs too. He's a just God. But when we take it a step further, because now we have understanding. They don't have understanding because they don't know God. How are they going to get understanding you don't even know God? You're doing something because you understand a principle, but you don't know the God of the principle. Ah, man, I hope I'm helping y'all today. I'm ready to close this bad boy out. Okay, so if you and I will handle money righteously, I'm going to share four things that needs to be resolved. Real quick, four things need to be resolved. And then I'm going to share three tools that are also, uh, or three things to remember as well. Three things to remember. Four things that must be resolved if you are to handle money more righteously or handle money righteously. And then three things to remember. All right? So number one, the first thing, uh, four thing out of four things must be resolved. Number one, what you do with the money you possess. These things must be resolved. Man, man, you know what I'm saying? They need to be concretized. You need to, they, it needs to already be resolved what I'm going to do with the money that I have. What are you going to do with it? Pastor Tina taught us, which you did a financial seminar, that we spend our money on paper first. Why? Because you give money an assignment. You give money a mission. If you don't give money a mission, it will go on a mission of its own. And then you will be figuring out, where did my money go? It went on a mission. You didn't give it an assignment, it took its own. If you don't give it an assignment, it's going to find an assignment. It's going to find a mission because money should be exchanged. Money should be moving around. And so, first thing it, it must be, that must be resolved is what you do with the money. Number two, what you do not let money do to you. And a lot of these things I've talked about in this series. That's why it's good to get the whole series and go back and, and meditate on these things. What you do not let money do to you. you it needs to be resolved already. It's too late when you got the money in your hand. I have done some strange things with money, y'all. Thank you. Yeah. I have used money as power. I've used drugs as power. I've used, you know what I'm saying? You know, you have to resolve some things on the inside of you that I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z, or this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to let money do to me. Money is not going to master me. Money is not going to control me. Money is not my master. It is my servant. Number three, another thing you need to resolve, what you will not do for money. What people do for money. Yeah, yeah. What I'm not going to do. What I'm, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. What I'm not going to do. See, what I'm not going to do for money. <laughs> yeah, y'all get, yeah, get some attitude with it. You understand? This is what I'm not going to do. This is what I will not do for money. Because money will have you running all over the world. No longer following God, we follow money. And see, God don't want us chasing money because money will be chasing you. Why are you chasing money? Principles. Let the principle work for you. Stop, stop. Let the principle work. Work it, man. Work it. Just work it. Yeah, so, so I need to resolve that. I need to resolve that. And then number four, what you would not let money do for you. Even if I had the money, I'm not going to use it to do X, Y, and Z. What you would not let money do for you. You have to resolve these things. 
You understand? People get in trouble for trying to, for pimping money. <laughs> Nobody told you to pimp money. Just make them a servant, man. You know? <laughs> hey, Dave, you're going to mistreat money. You're going to just, just have money all out there and stuff. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So what you would not let money do for you, you know what I'm saying? You might have to grab money sometime. Money, you're not doing that. You're not doing that for me. No, you do, no, you're not doing that for me. You understand? Now, you might have done that. I know, you know, money travel. I know you've been in some other folk's hands, but you're in mine now. You're not doing that. I'm not letting you do that. You don't need to do that no more. You're at home now. <laughs> you with me now. We, we don't do that. We don't do that. All right. Three things to remember. Three things to remember. Hey, man, three things to remember as I close this out. Money is, number one, money is just a tool, y'all. It's a tool, y'all. Money is a tool. It's a tool. In your hand, you do one thing with it. In somebody else's hand, they do something else with it. It's a tool. And depends on how you use it will be how God gets the glory. One person can use it for evil. One person can use it for good. Same money. That's why money is not evil. It's the person. You know, <laughs> it's like guns evil. Guns not evil. It's the person that's holding it. I ain't never seen a gun jump up and do nothing. Have you? You ever seen a knife do it? Evil. I don't know what these other people be saying. I wonder what they say. Maybe they've seen some stuff we hadn't seen yet. I mean, you know, we all us, we ain't been around forever, you know, so but I've never seen it. You know, maybe online, maybe somebody I've seen online. But yeah, it's just a tool. All these are tools. But in the wrong hand, it'll do wrong. In the right hand, it do right. But remember, in the it's not the hand, it's the what? It's in the heart. So evil heart will still do evil things with money, with a gun, with a knife, with their mouth, or the abundance of the heart, the mouth. Yeah, it's the heart. The heart is the thing that's deceitfully wicked. That's why you said that. Well, I ain't mean it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh, you meant it. You meant it. It was in your heart. It came out your mouth. No, you didn't want nobody to hear it, but they did. It slipped out. I understand. You were trying to hide it in your heart, but it came out. I get it. It came on out, though. Now it's out. It's all right. It's okay. It's out in the open now. Let's deal with it. <laughs> number two. Number two, don't fall in love with it. Don't try to date money. Come on, we got the singles in here. Money, look, don't try to marry money. You understand? Don't marry money. Money is not to be wed. Don't fall in love with it. Don't love it. Don't fall in love with it, because love leads to lust, which really what it is. It's not love, it's lust. Lust is never satisfied. Love can be satisfied, but love, I mean, lust can never be satisfied. It's never enough. Why? Because that's lust. Real quieter than normal. Number three, and the last one. If not handled right, if not handled right, it will choke your commitment to righteousness. If not handled right, it'll choke your commitment to right righteousness. You got to understand something. That if God gave, if God gave you one million dollars, two million dollars, million dollars ain't really, you know, they ain't nothing right now. Let's say two million. Three million, four million. If he gave you those things, who would you be? You need to think about that. Especially the 14 millionaires that's in here. Because if you don't have these principles in your heart, secret place and all that kind of stuff, you could be you can have all the greatest intentions in the world. But that money is gonna show us who you really are. Money is going to show you where your heart really is. It really is. You know why? Because it's already showing you when you're making 20000 See, you ain't even got to the millions yet. You make 20000 25000 you, you can't handle that right. Man, it's stuff choking you already. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I shared this statement earlier. Uh, you should never sacrifice your spiritual service to pursue success 
for money. Never sacrifice your spiritual service to pursue success or money because there is a service that should be rendered from you. Don't, don't sacrifice it to get money or success. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm going to stop right there. Get the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.